0: What's up, guys, and welcome to The Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. Here are a couple pieces to check out on TheRinger.com before the end of the week. First up is Kevin O'Connor, who's writing about how the Denver Nuggets build a contender in a Warriors world. Then Chris Ryan and Justin Barrier have a rational conversation about Anthony Davis and the trade deadline. And finally, Robert Mays has 10 observations from the first Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. Once again, you can check those articles out and tons more on TheRinger.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Important news broke shortly after we recorded our last Jam Session two weeks ago, and that's the divorce of Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Bezos, followed by the revelation that he... He was likely having an affair with news broadcaster Lauren Sanchez. Was or is. Is. Likely. Allegedly. None of that's actually completely confirmed. That's true. But the fact that this happened two weeks
1: ago means that we have a lot of data. A lot. We have a lot of data and information and things to discuss and also some ethical issues surrounding said data. We've got we've got a lot. We're going to go deep. We're
0: going to go yeah, deep. on this. And then we'll also uh, hit on some other recent topics. Cardi B, taking social media by storm. And Miley Cyrus, not pregnant. Married, yeah. but not pregnant. Yes. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. So, where do you want to begin with the affair of—I shouldn't call it the affair—of the situation of Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez? Well, let's start with the statement. Okay. Okay. Issued on January 9th by Jeff Bezos and his now-estranged wife, Mackenzie Bezos. Yes. I don't like the first name Mackenzie. It's not nothing to do with her or her fault, but just not a name I support. Okay. That's good to know. Um maybe
1: in the next chapter of her life she will hear that and reinvent herself into change it on yeah. yeah anyway a joint statement was issued i'll quote from it okay. briefly
0: it was a um an image of of text shared yes, to his twitter account but not the nosap not the nosap in fact it's a font that looks similar have you ever been to an amazon bookstore Unfortunately, yes. All the placards are like in a, in a similar font, but not the same font. I didn't notice that because the Amazon
1: bookstore was just a pretty It's a horrible place. T- yeah, I needed... I went... Which one did I, you go to? I went to the one in the Westfield Century City Mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After I went to Din Tai Fung. Of course. A um, great day. To buy my mother a copy of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat oh, for Christmas. Do they because have it? They did have it, even though it was basically out of stock on Amazon.com. Oh, interesting. The only time that, you know... a. Brick and mortar store has beaten Amazon, I, in Amazon's own store.
0: Can I share a really brief aside? Yeah, I'd love to. The other day, I was kind of bored, and I was like, what should I do? And I just, like, Googled bookstores Los Angeles to see all of my options. There weren't that many, and it saddens me deeply that the in, like, this new great mall, the only one they have is the Amazon bookstore.
1: I couldn't agree more. Have we, have you heard this rant? You've heard this rant from me before. Yeah. Let's do it. we are already. Ta- you know what? It's our freaking podcast. And this is about Amazon. And this is in many ways what Amazon has wrought and why this story is newsworthy and not just tabloids. And we'll get all to it. So let's, let's find, let's go. Let's talk about how all freaking bookstores in LA sucks. There's nowhere to go. It's, it's really hard. And I was just in New York for two months. We're
0: like, you just, you trip and you end up in an independent bookstore.
1: There is one bookstore That is near your home. Yes. And I'm not going to name it because in my personal life, I have basically been banned from A, going to this bookstore, or B, complaining about it. Because my husband is like, you just have to learn your lesson. This bookstore isn't for you. And it's just not how L.A. works, and you have to get past it. But it just— it's the one self-appointed hipster bookstore mm-hmm. on the east side of Los Angeles. They never have anything in stock except for a freaking reissue of a Joan Didion book <laughs> and a Naomi Klein book and then whatever cookbook. There's. I, sometimes
0: you just want a novel and you can't walk <laughs> into a store and buy a goddamn novel in Los Angeles. So I went there on Friday when I was like, I need something a little light to read. Like, everything's just a little too much yeah. right now. And, Good luck. And I really wanted, like, some uh, top-tier chiclet, like an Eleanor Oliphant. It's completely fine. Or, like, a, even a Jojo Moyes, which I think they had, like, a few, but I'd read all of the ones they had. Right. They have no backlist. They don't have a—and and there just wasn't—and, and like, most bookstores, independent bookstores, and obviously Barnes Noble, too, have, like, the mass market— Geared towards women. Women read it in two to three days. Books, and that was really what I wanted. And so I didn't get it. I ended up buying French Exit by Patrick Dewitt and My Sister, the Serial Killer by the woman whose name I forget. And I'm really excited to read both of them. And I, re- I mean, in French Exit, and I really like it. But these are like way too like nourishing and like edifying. They're not the kind of like sort of like breezy read I was looking for. And it's really fucking annoying. Reading can just be for pleasure. Yeah. It's like
1: sometimes I don't we need read to learn to improve, all the time. Yeah, sometimes we read to improve ourselves and sometimes we just read for pleasure and they refuse to acknowledge it. I once went in I'm sorry this is so wild but also I'm just <laughs> this is our podcast, okay? I once went in to try to buy the latest J.K. Rowling a mystery novel. Do you yes. know about these? She yes. has, writes a series under the pen name Robert Galbraith. Yes, I've heard they're quite good. They're fantastic. I really recommend them. There are four of them now. The third one, eh, but the other three are dynamite, and she's a really gifted writer, and she also understands that uh, sometimes you're just reading for a story and atmosphere and because you just want to know what sure. happens. I went in after it was. It's literally a J.K. Rowling book. It's like the book industry, <laughs> the famo, probably the most is famous living writer, built on J.K. Rowling books. And I go in to buy, pay full price
0: for the hardcover and support my local bookstore. Didn't have it. Didn't have it. Okay, it's really, it's really annoying. It's, it really makes me sad. This is I, Amazon's fault. It is Amazon's fault because they have forced remaining bookstores which actually are like doing well and the independent bookstore scene while I wouldn't say is like a bonanza is healthy and thriving in most in many cities many urban centers but they have forced them into being these like highly curated like twee literary like little havens for a certain type of reader and they don't have any backlist because people just buy that shit on Amazon me included but like I've been forced into it by many factors <laughs> anyway wait can I do just say one more book thing that sure. I've just been wanting to tell you personally
1: I read normal people by Sally Rooney in two days and freaking loved it it was really good Juliet gave me her copy of normal people which she ordered from Amazon Amazon.co.uk because it was not available it's not yet available <laughs> in the US it is tremendous I also read conversations with friends did you like more at Juliet's request in the fan of Two Days, Sally Rooney is where it's at. We, like every other woman in America, recommend it. Uh You know what? I ended up liking Normal People a little bit more. I think I might be in the minority of liking Conversations with Friends more. I really like them both, and I'm glad I read them Conversations with Friends first and yeah. then Normal People. I think that there was something—we'll do a different actual books podcast. There's something about the Bobby character in Conversations with Friends that I'm sifting through and I think says more about me and my relationship to female friendships Mm -hmm. than the book itself but I want to talk more about that with you okay anyway
0: great I really love them both I'm really glad they're really beautiful beautiful actually you know I had just finished Normal People I think Mm -hmm. and that's when I was like I need something light and breezy because I love her books but they're really like overwhelming and i had also read like just a lot of like intense stuff yes whatever Anyway. anyway back to Amazon okay so we have to have all these emotional fraught conversations about bookstores because Amazon has like really changed the book landscape, and Jeff Bezos, his own life, his own landscape is changing as well. So back to him. And the reason we started talking about this, just to to work all the way back, is the announcement they released, the font, looked similar to the placards (laughs) at the Amazon bookstore. That was
1: was a really all-time detour from us. If you're still listening, we love you. Thank
0: you so much for being here on this journey.
1: So I'm going to read this now. We want to make people aware of a development in our lives. As our family and close friends know, after a long period of loving exploration and trial separation, we have decided to divorce and continue our shared lives as friends. All right, there's some more stuff about how they support they like each, each other. And friends cool. or whatever. But so th- here's, this is important. After a long period of loving exploration and trial separation, we have decided to divorce. So what they're saying here is that they, they're trying to cover the fact that things have been bad news, for a while. And also some news is about to come out in the National Enquirer, which it does. I have a question for you. Yes.
0: Where does this rank for you in terms of the Goop announcement of conscious uncoupling? It's this hasn't because of the subsequent scandal hasn't gotten quite as much attention, but this is like some pretty good it's like speechifying in a divorce announcement.
1: Well, nothing will ever equal conscious uncoupling for me. May I just, received in your email? Yeah, may I share a quick anecdote <laughs> about conscious can. uncoupling? It's a, it's a day of tangents. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was. It was when I was working in New York Magazine, and I was in kind of the newsroom at <laughs> New York Magazine when the email arrived. I was at Grantland, and I was not far from my friend and the extremely talented journalist, Noreen Malone, who is still at New York Magazine. And Maureen... Writing bangers, I might say. Noreen... I Seek out everything that Noreen uh, writes or edits. Her, she is tremendously talented. Her piece on The skin was really good. Yes. She also wrote a piece about a podcast that I literally had never heard of until her piece, but it was a, Oh yeah, what
0: was that one called? The Red Scare podcast right. or something. It's like for online teens. Yeah, have never listened
1: to it, uh, but I thought that she did a tremendous job explaining it and putting it in the podcast sphere. Anyway, Noreen, in addition to being a tremendously talented journalist is also a good fan and has been for a long time. And I just vividly remember I screamed. I don't even know if I said words. I just kind of gasped and like started flapping my arms at Noreen. And Noreen came over and also looked at the computer and started gasping. And we were kind of we were making nonverbal noises. To the point that everyone else in the newsroom thought that, like, a, m- a major world event had happened, like, something had gone terribly wrong. Like, they were just like, <laughs> What's going on? And then I, one of us finally managed to say, Gwyneth, divorce, Gwyneth, divorce. I'll never forget it as long as I live. It was a moment with Noreen that I really cherish. So, that I
0: mean, that was peak ridiculous. They invented a whole new term. I don't it's true. I think it actually gives us a frame of reference for thinking about Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos. Like, it's like the ur er text. Mm-hmm. And now everything else that comes with it, like, is, is part of that genre. But it defined a new genre, basically. That's true.
1: Which, you know. Of you online
0: communication. Credit for that. I, I think you could write a PhD dissertation on this. Online communications and love in, in the digital era. <laughs> Maybe we can start just like a separate jam
1: session PhD. <laughs> where sure. we just write the dissertations ourselves. <gasps> that so, sounds great. Uh, to me, this is more interesting in terms of uh, PR management and manipulation. Because it was released... Only because of the National Enquirer story, which broke very quickly thereafter and was quite salacious, which yes. we'll talk about. Uh, but they are trying to get ahead of a story and also trying to deflect from some pretty gnarly text messages that Jeff Bezos <laughs> sent to someone who was not his wife. Gnar- it sucks. Gnarly isn't, isn't
0: the right word. I think it just is. It's hard to imagine. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not married, nor close to it, but it's hard to imagine that you could be married to someone for 25 years and even if you, even if it's true they've mutually decided to separate or whatever, that you could feel anything other than, like, various shades of upset and, like, betrayed at your still-legal husband, like, engaging in in deep thoughts and dick pics with someone who's not you.
1: Yeah, it's a betrayal and <laughs> it's humiliating. It it's like, you know, and... We'll talk a little bit about the fact that we have access to all of these text messages. And I, like I'm going to read them because I've read them, and a live girl is seared in my brain now. But it is a violation of privacy. It's certainly a violation of privacy for Mackenzie Bezos. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. I think we're also going to talk a lot about the other players in this yes. divorce. But it this is these are the actions of Jeff. Bezos, that's, he is responsible for all of this, so. Truth. And it's important to keep that in mind while we're talking about everyone else, he is the one who did all the gross stuff. Sure. In, including sending dick pics to someone who's not his wife,
0: which, <laughs> Maybe, you know, maybe that was like, it was not a secret, maybe Mackenzie Bezos knew about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, marriages are different, and. Yeah, everyone, it's hard to say. F- float your, you know, do what floats your boat. I Let's talk about these text messages, because okay. they were printed in the National Enquirer it doesn't seem like this was a hacking
0: situation. It seems like they were leaked. Since it came, it seems like they were, it were they were leaked because Lauren Sanchez, it subsequently was, it has been implied by various media outlets. Page Six and the Inquirer have really been leading the way on this. That she, like, shared the text messages, like, maybe screenshotted them and sent them to a friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps her husband somehow got, like, a got screenshots of them and right. or something like that. Her husband, Patrick Whitesell, who is an extremely yeah. powerful agent in Hollywood. There's been no indication it's a hack, more likely a leak. And that's really important because the National Enquirer has been breaking news in terms of affairs for like a really long time. Most famously, Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. And, and then John Edwards. John Edwards, yeah. And so kind of like we always talk about how TMZ like knows how to do stuff legally, so does the National Enquirer. Yeah. Like ethically questionable at best, in, but still legal, basically. Yeah. Um, so, to the text messages, which uh, were in the National Enquirer, should I read them or shall you? I'm happy to.
1: <laughs> I just was reading. I'm going to try and then I started laughing. Okay, okay, let me do this one. I love you alive, girl. <laughs> Which is probably, you know, Alive Girl has become the two-word summary of this particular scandal. It's the Alive Girl scandal. All right. I love you, Alive Girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. That's a Jeff
0: Bezos text to Lauren Sanchez. He went on? Yeah. <laughs> I want to smell you. I want to breathe you in. I want to hold you tight. I want to kiss your lips. I love you. I am in love with you. That's a heartbreaker for... uh Mac Bezos, that's a tough one. He also said, you know what I want? I want to get a little drunk with you tonight. Not falling down, just a little drunk. I want to talk to you and plan with you. Listen and laugh. That's the kind of thing a Will Will Ferrell character would say in like old school too.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are modern corny love letters, not sex messages, which is in many ways like more heartbreaking than a a really raunchy Text. Although apparently those were sent as well. There, there are uh, apparently visuals that accompany many of these. But yeah, it's funny. I was. I think I mentioned last week. I rewatched the Sex in the City movie recently. Great movie. But as you remember, the climactic, uh, big plot of that line is that he sends her love letters yes. from different people every day because yes. he can't be bothered to write his own. Which I kind of thought was weak sauce until I read what uh, powerful. <laughs> Rich men in 2018 now think are text mess or
0: love letters. I've always been a sucker for the big love, like romantic yeah, letters. Yeah, anyway. it's a classic trope. It's a very you know a Cyrano yeah. variation. I'm into it. Um, so he sent like all these like emotional text messages. It sucks. and then he also sent dick pics. So yes,
1: there there's clearly evidence of both on a, of a relationship here. I do we know the arrangement between Bezos, Mackenzie, and Florence and St. whether it was uh, over, whether, no. you know, whether there was a separation, we don't have any knowledge of that. It certainly all seems a bit shady,
0: just because it's in the National Enquirer. And yeah, and be- Kate Kate Nibs wrote about this for our website. Yes. Or she wrote the whole thing, why it's relevant. But she also, pro- importantly, touched on many commentators online questioning why the National Enquirer, like, went after this story anyway. Because they said they spent, like, four months on it, thousands of dollars, like, really elaborate um, a lot of money spent, like, following him. And the Inquirer is owned by David Pecker, who is a friend of Donald Trump. Yes. And—
1: Though is he now? Because I believe he was granted immunity yes. in the ongoing investigation to divulge information about Donald Trump.
0: Sure. That's true. Very Very tangled web. But anyway, there's that. But perhaps he's trying to win back some favor. Anyway, Jeff Bezos— obviously owns the Washington Post and Trump hates the Post. It's an enemy of his. He, you know, tweets about it. Yeah, he's been pretty outspoken. Yes.
1: I think it's important to know that Kate and Kate's piece, I thought, made a pretty good argument that that really isn't in play or isn't the only reason that this is newsworthy. Because, you know, I'm looking at a piece in the New York Times business section from January 18th. The headline is, Why Jeff Bezos' Divorce Should Worry Amazon Investors. Jeff Bezos and his wife, Mackenzie, had been married for 25 years. There is no prenup, as we know. And this is also just a major disruption in his life. And he is so rich and so powerful and controls so much of the internet and the infrastructure in America. It's it, There was a piece recently, I believe, on Gizmodo that was like, I just tried to get out, Amazon out of my life and I couldn't.
0: Yeah, it's um, really
1: hard. It's so seeped into the way that Americans live and work every single day.
0: I mean, more than any service, if you use the internet, you're using an Amazon product. So many websites, including ours, run on Amazon Web Services.
1: Have you noticed that it's in the last couple of months, Amazon Web Services itself has started doing really aggressive advertising? I have
0: noticed that, like for cloud computing and and whatever. And It's a huge, huge business for them. Yeah,
1: but it's interesting because those commercials are in the vein of... They're not quite apologetic, but yeah. they're certainly trying to do PR and be like, we're your friendly web service. You love yeah. us. And trying to target, I guess, some of this suspicion against Amazon and the ways in which it just has kind of yeah.
0: monopolized It's a. It's just like, it's the kind of company that in like the sort of peak post-war boom, like would sort of like provide for everything and that just means something different in the 21st century than Mm -hmm. it did in like 1949 but it's just like it's a mammoth company that is a part of so many facets of the way you live I mean and they just buy up properties all the time like them buying ring was like a really big deal I say that because I have so much guilt Mm -hmm. over using my my ring (laughs) doorbell and there's just like it's just it's really complicated like he is he is though not a politician like as um, powerful if not more so than than many of them
1: Yes, and is involved in all of it and yeah. um, has a record of doing anything at all to make a, make a to profit, make as much money as he possibly can, which makes just the business arrangement between Jeff Bezos and his wife will affect other businesses. Incredibly it will affect, relevant.
0: Yeah. So that's why this is is, is in the news. And, and, that, it, and it seems like, I don't know if it's reckless, but sort of engaging in an affair or, or that has a very obvious paper trail now. And we, again, we don't know the situation between him and Mackenzie or between Lauren Sanchez and her husband, Patrick Whitesell, but like, it's kind of reckless. And now there's all this collateral damage. And we would like to talk about the Lauren Sanchez, Patrick Whitesell side of things. Yes, we really would. So Patrick Whitesell, maybe not the most famous household name, one of the co-founders of William Morris, which is now William Morris Endeavor, or with the merger. He was like a major part of it. The William Morris Endeavor merger, partners with Ari Emanuel, et cetera, um, He's like a really powerful Hollywood agent, the Mm -hmm. kind that like also in an earlier decade they would have like made movies about or whatever. And he and Lauren Sanchez have two kids together. They've been married for like 21 years, I think. And uh, there's some speculation that maybe he was involved in some of the reporting National Inquirer did, but there's no evidence of it whatsoever.
1: There's a lot of speculation about how all this wound up in the National Inquirer, just I think because it's such a big deal, yeah. and I think a lot of people thought that Jeff Bezos was someone that was untouchable to mm-hmm. an extent. So the fact that all of this deeply embarrassing, yeah. if not incriminating, evidence is on record just seems like someone screwed up or someone engineered against him because
0: how, el- how else would this happen? Do you and- think he's in, like, take up Snapchatting, so there's no trail. Cyberdust, dust, Mark Cuban's a service. <laughs> Something like that. It's pretty. The whole thing is pretty wild.
1: Uh, This the screenshots are tough. That's a that's a mistake, big
0: time. Um, That's why you got. That's why you got to take it to the disappearing media.
1: Yeah, that's true. It was invented for cheaters. And I, you know, I think also the the friends who allegedly gave away the screenshots are the real. Yeah, so that's the the real snakes. that's horrible.
0: Can we spend some time on Lauren Sanchez's dating history? Yes, it's so, quite a list. Yes, yeah. so
1: we should know. I she married Patrick Whitesell in 2005.
0: Oh, sorry, Apparently. So less time than I 14 well, years, basically. yeah. Well,
1: it's that's only important just because uh, we're going to talk about some of the other things that happened before then. Which you
0: know, with things like this, we're not trying to shame her, it's just all the info,
1: yeah. Live your life. And do what you want. It's just, there are a lot of notable people.
0: Um, to some. Not to you, really.
1: Yeah, this is funny. Before <laughs> this, we were, I was just kind of identifying what kind of athlete each of these people were. Yeah. Uh, because I don't really know. But it's a lot of a lot of notable names that are
0: involved Let's in this. Let's just read them off. Yeah. Okay, so she, first, the sort of like first noted boyfriend is Anthony Miller, who... Um, played in the Super Bowl, former NFL players. They got engaged after a four year relationship. They had met in 1996. Then they split after one and a half years of being engaged. He said, I couldn't really trust her. She gets around. She was cheating on me with other guys. Who knows if that's true? She gets around. It's a horrible phrase. I'm That's obs- not that's I'm upset, how we talk I'm about it. I'm upset to have even said it. Yeah. It's just like, that's not a nice way to talk about people.
1: It's and like, do what nice. you want.
0: Also, no one says that about guys. He gets around. No one says that. Well, we do, but it's not. Maybe Often you and I do. used in this way. It's not used to, like, yeah. to like make someone look bad. Yeah. So after that, she dated Tony Gonzalez, who is another football player. Mm-hmm. To me, he's an Atlanta Falcon. I think he also is on the Chiefs. They had a son together named Nico. And then after that, she was on again and off again with Derek Fisher. Who is Derek Fisher? <laughs> Derek Fisher was on the Lakers. He was on co- on the teams with Kobe. He is, like, a, f- a famous person in... Los Angeles. He had, was married to a woman named Candice. They had a few kids together, and then they separated. And uh, <laughs> it's not funny. He then started dating Gloria Govan, who used to date. Who's um, one of the Govan sisters? It was Laura and Gloria? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think he dated Laura. Excuse me. Gloria was married to Gilbert Arenas. Laura, I believe, has twins with Matt Barnes, who's kind of like a notable, short temper, fiery, also a former NBA player. Okay, and. Laura and Derek Fisher were, like, having a party and Matt Barnes' kids were there. And so Matt Barnes, like, rushed over to fight Derek Fisher. And then, like, Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes have had, like, an ongoing feud. And I think he's now married to Laura Govan. Okay.
1: So this is I'm all— so,
0: I'm sorry. It is Gloria. Laura is who Gilbert reinstated. stated. Anyway, the Govan sisters have had a lot of NBA-related drama.
1: So this is just by way of saying that she has been— Laura Sanchez was in the NBA and NFL— L.A. scene, drama scene, yes. gossip scene, which we don't cover as much here on Jam Session. It's the it, I really recommend sources say for this type <laughs> of material. But it's just notable that she she is a person of note in that particular scene, even if she is not uh, notable in like the Us Weekly vein of yes, absolutely, and
0: okay. And so then from there, she was engaged and and then separated from Henry Simmons, who was on NYPD Blue, and I believe she got separated from him because they were together in 2003. And then in 2003, she met Patrick Whitesell for the first time. And then in 2005, married Whitesell. And then now, of course, it's been reported that since June, she's been seeing Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. She also has two children with uh, Patrick Whitesell, Evan and Ella.
1: We should also say, so she is a local KTLA broadcaster. Yes. I don't believe that she does that anymore. I was reading that she became a pilot. She stopped doing TV anchoring full-time. I believe she... Appears on, maybe it's the talk from time to time. Oh yeah, you know, as in cool. a filling capacity. But she also became a pilot, and maybe does like stunt pilot work. So, good shout out to her. That's dope. You know, she's pursuing her her passions. Her passions, one of which is Jeff Bezos. Yeah. So I'm sorry, she flies helicopters for movies. Oh. But that's a type of piloting, that's right? Cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never been in a How helicopter. How specific? Yeah. I like it. Okay. So cool. cool. That's her deal, but she has definitely been in the mix of a lot of powerful people across sports, news, entertainment, and now tech. Yeah. She's really seen it all, to be quite honest. Yeah. This is an autobiography that I would like
0: to read one day. It's not a good look for her. Not the dating history, whatever, fine. But like just this whole, a lot of the overlap is is not great.
1: No, I mean it's never. It's always the other woman in one of these situations who gets blamed and who you feel. Icky I know, about, which is unfair. I mean, this is Jeff Bezos doing his thing. I think it's both of them. I think I think that's pr- that's probably they're true. both they're
0: both married. That's true. It sucks. It just feels worse to blame a woman I, as a woman. It feels worse.
1: I agree with that. They I, just I, often th- get blamed. I think you're right that they are both uh, consenting adults with. A lot of resources and abilities to make decisions or not make decisions, and, if, and
0: they made decisions. And if she wasn't hacked, one of the decisions she made was to send screenshots of these text messages to someone else. Yeah, I mean— unless that's unless, not true. Maybe there's other ways. But, like, it just doesn't seem like it was a hack or, like, an illegal seizure of her IP or actual property. That's true. So, that sucks. I don't it's, know.
1: It's a mistake. My inclination there is still to blame the person who sells it to the National Enquirer. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Those friends are bad. They've got to go. She's had a lot of bad people, though, because there's a lot of qu- anonymous quotes about her like out there in the ether about how she's a cheater and like all this stuff. And so, A, maybe she is. But B, like, who are these people you have in your life who are just like selling stories about you? No bueno.
1: Doesn't seem great.
0: No. It, it, yeah. Not great at all. Let's work on our judgment, people. Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, as you move forward together, work on your judgment.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Let's talk about some unresolved questions here. Let's do that right after we talk about today's sponsor. First, let's talk about fitness. It makes you look better, feel better, and live longer. So why is it hard for so many of us to stay on track? The FitPlan app is changing the health and fitness game for good by making personal training affordable and accessible for everyone. With FitPlan, you get step-by-step personal training from the world's top fitness experts like bodybuilding legends Mike O'Hearn, Jeff Side, and Michelle Lewin. Whether you want to build a bigger physique or slim and sculpt your entire body – FitPlan has over 50 personal training programs to help you gain muscle, shred fat, and get the definition you've always wanted. For real this time. Haven't hit the gym in a while? Get back in the game with training plans designed to turn you into a pro. More of an on the go workout person? fit plans got minimal and equipment free plans that you can do at home outdoors or anywhere life takes you and you get this all for as low as $8.99 a month the best part fit plan is giving jam session and channel 33 listeners 30 days for free just visit fitplanapp.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code channel 33 again that's fitplanapp.com slash subscribe promo code channel 33
1: and let's also talk about hotel tonight This winter is a great time to check out Hotel Tonight. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, which is what I would like to do, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. That's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last resort type places. Hotel Tonight works with cool, top rated hotels you actually want to stay at. Unlike other travel companies, you don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels, along with short profiles that have pictures and all the info you need. Even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can play things by ear or use Hotel Tonight to book in advance. And when you join Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better deals you get. To start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.
0: All right, Amanda, hit me with the the unresolved questions.
1: Well, the logistics of the divorce. I mean, that's the real thing. There's no prenup.
0: $137 million at stake, apparently. Billion. Billion, sorry. Yes. Of course, $137 million would be nothing. (laughs) Who cares? That's nothing. 137B. Yes, but it's not just like $137
1: billion sitting in a bank. So much of it is tied up in Amazon. Yeah, ownership of Amazon. Right, and voting rights and all, all of these issues. So... That doesn't seem like something he's going to give up.
0: A lot of homes.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, those you can at least divide one in the I other. Give him, I'd
0: give them all to her. Just buy a new house, man. You can afford it.
1: I'm sure he will, but that still doesn't even begin to cover, like, owning half of Amazon. I know. Which is, effect, I mean, not half, but half of his share, yeah. which... Technically, she does. I know. That's how it works. And The Washington Post. Marriage is wild, guys. (laughs) Really read those lines before you sign. Are you sure you want to do it? Let me tell you, I didn't read as closely as I... Anyway, it's going to be fascinating because it really does then affect every industry, certainly how Silicon Valley arranges itself. I have, you know, Mackenzie Bezos has basically not been seen or heard from, which... Yeah. It's absolutely, her right. I admire That's it. That's what I would, I would also do too. say. Nothing. Yeah, you know. And so people have been circulating the very few other public appearances that she's made, including a couple comments that she left on biographies of Jeff Bezos, just oh, dear. correcting them. Oh dear. There's a piece in the New Yorker where you can. She's a a novelist in her own mm-hmm. right, and you can read some analysis of. Um, her writing and what that might say about her ideas of marriage and whatnot. But again, you know, we don't know anything. That's people just grasping at the material that's available.
0: Where should she go with her first interview? What's your suggestion?
1: Wow, great question. I mean, Oprah? Oh, that's interesting. The answer to me in this situation is always Oprah because as soon as you're aligned with Oprah, everyone's on your side. That's
0: true. I was going to say Vogue. I just feel like there's a great spread to be done with her.
1: If she wants to go the if she wants to stay above the fray if she wants to just take whatever money is that her lawyers can get for her and then become kind of a charitable good works person who's respected but you can't really ask any direct questions of her and she looks nice then i sure i think vogue is the right one i guess the question is really how much press she has to do
0: right in order to
1: I don't think he's just going to hand over half of Amazon.
0: Do you think she should do TV or print? Like, what does she have more to gain from from giving quotes like a year of wine or from being seen on TV? Wow, a year of wine was so good. I know. A little bit of it depends
1: on whether she can do TV. I mean, she's not a public figure. Yeah. She is not someone who gives a lot of interviews. She's more comfortable in text given the fact that she's a writer, mm-hmm. I would assume. Um, The flip side is that on camera you can sh- make an emotional connection to, and that's that a lot of people will see. And a two minute clip will probably be consumed by more people. Sure. If you need the, if you want the press and the public on your side, I think you go for TV.
0: I actually have a curveball that I I feel like should be a part of the post divorce press it. tour. Yeah, if I were Mackenzie Bezos, and this is biased with my own fandom. I'd be like, I want to go on James Corden and I want to do a funny viral video. That's what I would want to do. I'd want to seem fun and like lighthearted and be like, I'm ready to joke about this.
1: (laughs) You, the divorce settlement has to be signed before you do that. If you are ever in a situation for any amount of money, divorce, literally anything else, I need you to make sure that all the paperwork is done and notaried or whatever the fuck happens at this level before you go on James Gordon. And then you can do whatever you want. But you
0: lock that money down first, Julia. If I had ever had any damage control, that would be my first stop. That would be like, even if it's not even like my own damage, but it's just like working on my image, that would absolutely be my first stop. Right, but
1: I mean, so that's the thing here, right? It's not her damage, so she actually needs to... Figure out what she What's wants, her message. what her resolution is, and actually work out the resolution of the damage of someone else's damage. Sure. And then she can go on image control. But it's important to do it in that order. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I'm
0: just saying, people in scandal, in uh, unwanted press. Seek so out James Corden. He seems like a lovely haven for the people working on their, on their reputation. Okay. I
1: I would <laughs> tell her to see there. a lawyer and then James Corden. <laughs> that's that's lawyer, my advice. O- Oprah, and
0: Corden yeah. all in one day. Yeah, in, that, in that order. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we'll keep tracking this one. Yeah. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Cardi B back in the media. Not that she really ever left, but it's a groundswell. Let's just play the video. Can we play it? Sure. All right. Here we go. Hey, y'all. I just want to remind y'all because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Okay, it's been a little bit over three weeks Trump is now ordering As in summonsing
1: Federal government workers to go back to work Without getting paid Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers Talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government For 17 days Yeah, bitch for healthcare, so your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go check your pussy in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job, but this shit is really fucking serious, bro. This shit is crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now. All for a fucking wall. Like, we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action.
0: I don't know what type of action, bitch, because. This is not what I do, but, bitch, I'm scared. So this, rightfully, that's more about policy than I've heard from most of our elected officials.
1: It's really true. (laughs) It's really true. And I wanted to talk about this, number one, because I just wanted to watch the video again and play it, because it is just transcendent. It is both informed and on message and also
0: a performance that only Cardi B could give. It's really true. It is extremely informed, like way more than most Americans by far. Yeah, bitch, healthcare. Yeah, bitch,
1: healthcare. Uh, it is essential knowing your adversary and being able to bring the information. I mean, she's completely right. Yeah. She's right in every single way. And I even appreciate. You know that we need to do something, and I don't know what it is because that's not my job. There's self knowledge, there's perspective, there's research, there's a point of view. She's completely right, and you know, obviously, it's gone entirely viral because it's amazing. Yeah, but I and it's Cardi B. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about it because it's great. Because it, but it is also we talk a lot about celebrity and politics Mm -hmm. on Jam Session. We, I think, we revisit it from time to time, and I think we'll keep talking about it a lot more in oh, the yeah. next year and a half. Absolutely. As the next presidential election approaches. I we've never
0: even spoken to each other but Rosario Dawson and Cory Booker. Oh boy. What a couple. I mean <laughs> we'll
1: just leave we'll leave it for uh, the future. Yeah, 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 we'll leave yeah. it for,
0: we'll leave it for when they break up. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, that's kind of no, it's an interesting comparison because there is I think you and I have been really hesitant and suspicious of celebrity in politics because of what it's led to in yeah. the current administration sure. and that we see this as a result of people being celebrity obsessed. And I endorse that and I stand by that. But I do think that there is kind of a right way for celebrity and politics to intermingle. And I think it's also impossible for them not to. I think sure. it would be delusional to say, oh, that you know, we just completely divorce it because that's not how this society works and frankly it never has I mean Ronald Reagan was a movie star whatever um, but I think there's like a, a a good way to do it and a dangerous way to do it and Cory Booker getting attention because he's dating a movie TV star slash activist way. slash activist that's true I should say that's I don't mean to diminish a, br- a Bernie bro I don't mean to diminish Roda- Rosario Dawson in any way shape or form I'm a huge fan of her Same. but I think what th- the interest there is in dating life right It's not in her activism or her issues or his activism or his issues or platform or history or any of the political stuff. That's that's a I mean, that's a jam session item, basically. We love jam session, but, you know, there's jam (laughs) session and there's politics. And then there is celebrity politics, which is Cardi B, knowing what the fuck she's talking about and using her platform to effectively speak to. Uh, an issue in a way that a lot of people, especially politicians, as you noted, can't.
0: Yeah, with any kind of authenticity. Yeah, and I find myself not just
1: softening to the second category, but being like, well, I guess this is the only way that anything's going to get fixed.
0: I totally agree. Not necessarily—I mean, it's complicated, but I feel like in this political climate, I find myself softening on topics and people I didn't expect that Mm -hmm. I would. And also skeptical, because I think like a really good um, comparison is— Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez cooking in her apartment to, like, show, like, what, what her life is like or mm-hmm. whatever and to, like, be the authentic congresswoman. And I think the, the more that she kind of... And this is true of, like, Beto O'Rourke. The more that they kind of, like, use social media as a tool in a very obvious fashion, the less authentic it feels, though that's not the intent. And Cardi B, like, for whatever reason... It still just feels like her natural habitat, like this is how she should be talking to her fans and her audience and a natural place for her to be addressing policy. It's really weird.
1: Yeah. For me, it's. I agree with you. For me, it's really clarifying that um, we know this and we talk about it all the time, but being good at being famous is actually a skill. Not everyone yeah. is good at being famous. Not everyone knows what to do when there, you have the captive attention of millions of people. And some people know what to do and use it for evil. And not naming names, but you know who I'm talking about. And I think Cardi B is just, like, is really, really gifted. It's a singular talent. She knows what to do. That video is just, in a million years, I could never do it. And she just does it spontaneously because that is a
0: real skill. And, And I think because of how she sounds and how she looks, she's constantly underestimated. Yes. And that's, like, one of the reasons why what she does is so revelatory and feels so fresh is partially because for someone who started as, like, a good quote on a Mona Scott TV show, and before that was, you know, a stripper, this Mm -hmm. is, like, not what we expect, but it's, like, that, and that's one of the reasons why it's, like, so almost, like, profound that she has this effect. It's very true. And
1: I think she is just making me think a little bit more about that skill is a real skill and is valuable and is necessary, especially in 2019. And I probably have to think a little bit more seriously about how I respond to it and and take it a little more seriously and perhaps some other people should as well.
0: Yeah, like also, but like still, the crucial difference between her and Trump is that, or at least for me, and maybe this isn't a difference, but it's is applies to both of them, is that neither should be in fucking president. Like, just because you are like educated at policy and good at being famous doesn't mean you should be the president.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> to Cardi B's credit, in the video, she's like, this is not my job. I yeah. don't know what to do, but this is scary and it needs to be better, which is also a degree of self-knowledge and just basic Practicality that certain people are lacking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm scared to fly. That's my big. I mean, I'm lucky. That's my biggest fear. I don't because I'm not a government employee. Yeah, but it's like it's pretty wild. This is still, ha- still happening. We could take we could talk with
1: them, more uh, in a different forum. That's true. And I just you know I wanted to talk about it because number one, Cardi support to and listen support and listen to Cardi B. And number two, I think we'll keep talking about this. Yeah, for sure. And it's I think our thoughts will evolve, and you know. I encourage you also to think about it if you if you consume these things regularly. Let's move to one more. Actually, we've got two more. You want to do polar opposite? You want to sure. share your exciting news of the, the week? Sure.
0: I found out that one, yes. one flying commercial, Leonardo DiCaprio flies on JetBlue. And I found that out from reading a Daily Mail article that's like Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend of two years. No idea he had a girlfriend of two years. I don't remember her name. No offense to her. It's hard to keep track. Leo's distracting. And it's very clear there's like a video of him like at JFK. Mm-hmm. And he's, um. there's like a mosaic sign behind him. And that's like the points program for JetBlue. So he flies JetBlue. And I find that remarkable for two reasons. One, very, very limited destination on JetBlue compared to some of the other um, airlines. So that means he's like not really playing the points game, which I guess he doesn't have to cause mm-hmm. he's Leonardo DiCaprio and also great choice because if I were him, I would only fly first class and JetBlue First class is incredible. Like they've just, I've only done it one time and it was like kind of illicit. I, I whatever. It's only because I didn't pay for it myself. And so I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, cool, Leonardo DiCaprio, JetBlue. May good, I share good, a Jet JetBlue you, first
1: class anecdote? I have also only flown it once in my life. It's, it's my only only
0: first class experience.
1: And the only the one time that I flew Mint, JetBlue, this is not sponsored, by the way, though,
0: oh, get love. at me if you...
1: Yeah. Hello, JetBlue. But the one time I flew it was when we were flying back to New York for our wedding. Mm. And... Miley Cyrus was also in my Jeff Blue cabin. What a segue. Yeah, it's an amazing segue. And the reason I knew that she came out at the very end, but I didn't actually notice her, and I became aware when you heard that unmistakable Miley voice sitting two rows behind you. But apparently, apparently celebrities like JetBlue men. It is great. It's yeah. really delightful. And we want to talk about Miley as well. Yeah. yeah. So Miley is not currently not pregnant. pregnant, according to Miley Cyrus, who is the only authority on Miley Cyrus's... Uh, bodily status that we will be accepting. I wanted to talk about this just as a refresher on check your sources. (laughs) We do it from time to time here at Jam Session. New year, new rant. Let's just refresh. Let's all be our best gossip reading selves in 2019. So here's how the Miley thing happened. We became aware of it in the Daily Mail. Yes. But the Daily Mail was aggregating an OK Australia report saying that Miley was pregnant and that she, it's a girl, and that they were going to raise the child in Australia. Now, her now husband, Liam Hemsworth, is from Australia. So, like, not completely out of the realm of possibility, but I, I don't really think Miley Cyrus is moving to Australia anytime Me neither. soon. No way. So, this news cycle went for about a day until Miley took to Twitter and was like, no, I'm not pregnant. And she did something about the egg, which, whatever, the egg is a thing. We're too old for the egg. What's the egg? Really? Oh, yeah, it was a thing. (laughs) I only learned about this from (sighs) Alyssa Bereznack, who was covering it from a work perspective. But they put a picture of an egg on Instagram. Who's they? I don't
0: know. Okay. Because I don't care. Okay. And they
1: tried to get more, like, the most likes ever on a post. Was this
0: in December or something? No, it was this year. It was this year, right, Kaya?
1: Yeah, I had to ask the youth. Um, <laughs> okay. It was this year, and their goal was to get the most likes ever on an Instagram post and specifically to get more likes than the oh, so she most was, like impo- Kylie Instagram
0: post. So she was implying that, was she trying to get likes or was she implying that, okay, Australia was trying to get likes or clicks by spreading the story?
1: I don't really know. Right, let's, I, li- it, let's just leave the it, egg. It, like, wasn't confusing. actually sure why she Shake was referencing the egg. I guess it was like the egg was the thing of the day. Okay. Um, All right. Cool. I will just say as a someone who uses Instagram far too much, is like worryingly addicted to Instagram, I had absolutely no interaction or knowledge of the egg at any point. And I spend all my time on Instagram.
0: I primarily use it now to look at pictures of Killian Murphy as Tommy Shelby from okay. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Wow. Two thousand nineteen <laughs> is just, you know, all the possibilities for all of us.
1: Anyway, okay, back to the point. So Miley denied the pregnancy.
0: And I just— the, I just want to say one thing. Yes. One, one, one piece of evidence people were pointing mm-hmm. to was, like, for her bridal pictures, she's holding her bouquet in the assigned bridal pose. But I think people who are, like, mm. true Miley fans might be too young right. to know this because they haven't been a bridesmaid or a bride. When you walk down the aisle and when you're being photographed for your bridal photos, you hold your hands on the bouquet right from your belly button. In that way, the, like, it's, like, perfect for, like, the shot, basically. And so that's how she was holding the flowers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she was instructed to do that by the photographer. I
1: think there was also one photograph, one recent photograph, where she was wearing, like, a billowing, like, mm-hmm. a caftan. And— I, I basically dress like I'm pregnant all the time now. I am mean, so do I. But I think, you know, the photo caught the one shot where the caftan sure. was going in a certain way, and it looks like she's pregnant. And so then tabloids make up a story to accompany the photograph that they use as, like— evidence, whatever. I, sure. I think that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, I
0: think that's right. But anyway, I just... Anyone who watched any moment of the Nothing Breaks Like a Heart press store, mm-hmm. I mean, she obviously is not pregnant in any, yeah, any exactly. of those performances. So I just
1: wanted to use it as a refresher in terms of what sources to check, because this showed up in our celebrity Slack, and I pretty confidently was like, "I this is from OK, Australia. I don't think this is true. And then a day later... She denied it. Yeah, which you know, maybe she'll be pregnant next month. I don't really know that. That's an evolving situation. Um, sure. So, sources that we trust. Let's just refresh her. TMZ. Yes.
0: National Enquirer. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Most well, of the time. When it comes to de- to separations, and I such. wouldn't
1: buy a National Enquirer and read every single thing in it and be like, yes, this is fact. But if it's a blockbuster National Enquirer investigation, yes. yes. People Magazine. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's the official mouthpiece. Us Weekly. Generally, yes. I would say yes, and I think it's important to note Us Weekly
1: is owned by AMI, which also owns the National Enquirer. But I do think they still have a lot of sourcing and infrastructure left from what Us Weekly was pretty reliable. I think probably yes is what I would say to Us Weekly. It's kind of like a where there's smoke, there's fire situation. People
0: in Us— are where publicists go to get to generate stories or lay the groundwork for them? So that's why it's a, a general yes, yeah. the thing to
1: keep in mind is that people and us are also at this point aggregating other sources yeah. to try to get traffic. So you can just you can't just trust the headline. you have to read and you have to find out where the original piece of information yeah. is if it's, it's an from. if it's an exclusive,
0: then it's a yes. yes. if
1: their sources tell us or people you can you can probably trust it. radar? no no. Of course okay. Not. no. no. In Touch, no, absolutely not. Hard not, hard no. Star, absolutely not. There, I recommend another podcast on this by our friend Willa Paskin hmm. at Slate, and she did a podcast about Jennifer Aniston and basically all of the tabloid rumors of why, like, why In Touch says every week that Jennifer Aniston might be pregnant with Brad Pitt's baby, which, like, she's not. And In Touch and Star, especially if you look at those headlines on the supermarket, it's just. I actually legally don't understand how they can get away with it all of the time. Me neither. Because they are just so factually inaccurate. I I mean, they seem entertaining in a fictional world. I don't really get it either. I don't
0: know. I don't know the answer to that.
1: But those are not reliable sources.
0: And and then the one that is reliable, kind of, is blind gossip. Yes, I was going to say,
1: blind gossip. I mean, you have to be able to read between the lines. Yeah.
0: And check out the comment section sometimes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Although the comment section can lead you a bit astray. Oh, it can definitely lead you astray. But blind gossip. You can sleuth. You can can triangulate on that website. So in the Miley example, about a few hours after the Daily Mail... Okay, Australia thing started going around, Blind Gossip posted an information...
0: Like refuting it.
1: Right, refuting it and saying they're trying, but she's not pregnant right now. And that was well before Miley herself refuted it. And you could tell pretty, like, it was pretty obvious that it was about Miley, even though it didn't say Miley. Also on the Blind Gossip, I recommend a piece that Alyssa Baraznak wrote for The Ringer late last year, just about how Blind Gossip items and Blind items in general... You know, they aren't always right, and you do have to be careful with this sort of stuff, but they are often sources of larger information, particularly as it relates to sexual misconduct. There is a lot of information that can be had there. Right. You just have to be smart about how how to read it. Yeah. It's triangulation. Which is is true of gossip in general. Absolutely. Also, by the way, Daily Mail just is aggregating literally everything under the sun. So you can't trust the Daily Mail. Literally anything. I mean, just read—you know, they misspell everything in every single post, so you can't trust them. Be careful in the gossip streets. Yeah, read responsibly.
0: Read responsibly, and don't sex if you're in a relationship. I mean, don't—if you, if you're married, maybe think about not leaving a paper trail. That's all I have to say. Yeah,
1: that's true. Smarter technological choices yeah. with your communication and your— however you want to express your sex life in 2019. <laughs> uh, we support your sex life. We just want you to be responsible about it.
0: On that note, uh, thank you to the FitPlan app and thank you to Hotel Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks, everyone.